Hello and welcome back to Dial H for Hero Clicks. I'm your sexy ranch hand co-host, Calder Ness. This is episode 279. Howdy, howdy, let's get rowdy. Dial H for Hero Clicks is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest Hero Clicks singles and seal products. Check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Joining me in the studio today is my good friend Simeon Bruce. Whoa, 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 friend. Oh yeah, I know that was I. I regretted it. Friend, scene. buddy. <laughs> hey, I'm not your buddy, pal. Okay. We're not going to do the whole... Please don't. Let's not do the whole thing. <laughs> also joining us in the studio for the first time ever, we have listener, citizen, Jeff Poyer. Actually, vigilante, probably. I still... I screw that up every time. Jeff Poyer! Haley Frequency's ah! open. Fantastic. We're going to start off with a little interview so we can get to know uh, old Jeff here because uh, he is... This is the first time being on Dial H for Heroclix, and we're very happy to have him. So we're going to go ahead and start off with... How slash when did you get into the game of Heroclix? Well, back in my day, uh, actually, my wife and I, uh, Jen, we were playing Mage Knight, uh, which is the precursor to Heroclix. And then they came out with a, let's be honest, a little watered down version, but with superheroes. Uh, and so we switched to Heroclix. And. We really only had each other to play with, so after a couple years, we just stopped playing, but I kept all my stuff, and then a few years ago, my son and I uh, stopped in at our local comic shop one Sunday morning and saw there was going to be a Heroclix event later that day, and we didn't even know they were having them at the shop, uh, but we saw that, and I asked him if he'd be interested in playing, and it was a sealed, so you know I knew we, we could just show up and get what we needed and we've been playing ever since now i'm the judge at that venue and uh alex is uh he's an roc states winner uh more than once uh he won a win a map that the eagles of Heroclix were hosting a couple weeks ago uh trying to see if he's going to go to the qualifier that i'm judging this saturday uh, if he does, watch out, because he's really good. Ooh. Where's that qualifier at? You're up in the Pacific Northwest, right? Yeah, so it's not my usual venue. Uh, this is going to be at Generations, which is a store in Oregon City. And uh, their usual judge isn't a big ROC fan, so mm. uh, he recommended me. And the owner of Generations reached out to me. I'm like, oh, yeah, sure, okay, I'll do that. So, looking forward to that. That's going to be a big event. That is really cool. And normally when people talk about this, they don't say, the wife and I got into it, and it's like, what? Women play hero clicks too? It's it's really crazy cool, because it's such a uh, <laughs> male-dominated game. Cause well, she doesn't students. anymore. <laughs> doesn't anymore, but it's, it's really cool just to hear you start off the story yeah. like that, and it's really awesome. But, uh, I'm glad our, our, daughter, our daughter plays. Uh, she's 10, but... Uh, she doesn't really have the temperament to go to events, so she's just a play-at-home kind of thing right now. There are some people that are a lot older than 10 uh, that I see at events that don't have the temperament to go to events, so that's okay. That's a that's a fair point, but they don't have a, they don't have a dad to hold them back. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for uh, calling me out, Calder. <laughs> Someone had to. Someone had to. 
just because I flip a table one I, time. You know just what? Don't let it go. Bad man. Why don't you, why don't you hit us to the next one there, Simi? Actually, you know how many times I threatened to put Calder through a table when we were playing Battle Royale? Oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> Everybody else was like, is this guy serious? Like, they, they, they were like, they were like, ha 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 But like, after the third time, I was like, man, I think this guy's actually going to do it. He's going to destroy all these pieces. He's got to get past that shield first. Yeah, that's right. Ugh. All right, Jeff. What are some of your favorite pieces or combos that you like to use? Uh, there are... My problem is, is I'm an obsessive hoarder. So I have pieces going back to Infinity Challenge. And, you know, there are, there are pieces that I like, like, say, Manticore from City of Heroes. Uh, top dial, he's still really good. Uh, but, you know, you got to throw, say, the utility belt on him to give him some willpower, for example. Um, and, and really, I, I like archers in general. You know, I'm kind of an archery guy. My arthritis doesn't really let me do it anymore. Uh, but, you know, so Manicore, Hawkeye, Kate Bishop, Green Arrow, you know, I like any archer. Uh, at the last... Uh, uh, Comic-Con here in Portland, I uh, had uh, my Kate Bishop card signed by Matt Fraction uh, just because I don't own the Super Cool, the Chase Hawkeye, or I would have had him sign that card. <clears throat> I still like that Chase Hawkeye, but I'm going to have to wait till the set's a little older and the price goes down some more. Uh, I really like figures that their sculpts are like right out of the comics um, one of my favorite sculpts ever is uh, Colossus getting ready to throw Wolverine for the fastball special. I mean, oh, that's yeah. just that's such an awesome sculpt. I love that piece. Uh, I've played it. It goes down pretty quick these days. But, you know, that happens. Right on. That's one of my all-time favorite like moves in comics, the fastball special. Oh, yeah. So I'm just going to chuck Wolverine at Like, it's awesome. It's so dope. Yeah. Well, the mechanic that goes with that, where you make the range attack and then move the piece up, is pretty cool, too. All right. So... I still want one with uh, She-Hulk doing it, because there's like oh, a yeah. really uncomfortable moment where she oh, does yeah. it in the comic. <laughs> so I don't know if you watched like, a lot of, like, but the Superhero Squad show, No Colossus, Wolverine was like the only X-Men, so Hulk always threw him. <laughs> and like, that was also really cool. Yeah, so, yeah absolutely. Man, like, anybody who's like, plus... Like, any super strength person can just toss the little four-foot-tall Wolverine guy, like, anywhere. It's great. <laughs> All right. So, typically, are you more of a meta, competitive, or casual player? Uh, I really prefer casual. Uh, I've often said and will continue to say that if winning was important to me, I wouldn't be playing Heroclix. <laughs> Uh, because after all this time, I still don't think I'm a great player. Uh, I enjoy the game. Uh, I'm one of those people that are really glad they put the dials on the back of the cards because I was never good at memorizing dials. It's just not in my talent set. Uh, so I will go to competitive events, but I, I really prefer playing casual. Okay, right on. So speaking of uh, events, what's your favorite format to play? If you're, if you, it was your birthday, and you got to pick the format, what were you gonna play? Well, you see, the thing is, as the judge, I do get to pick the format for my birthday every year. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what I usually pick is 
uh, a Golden Age or Silver Age game. Uh, Silver Age for my venue, meaning you know any player or uh, any figures, any equipment, any special objects, but no uh, BFCs, event dials, stuff like that. Um, but what I'll tell people is that uh, your team must include at least one figure from the following, and it's uh, a Hawkeye that's Clint Barton, Captain America that's mm. Steve Rogers, a Captain Kirk, Manticore, uh, and there's a couple others. And usually I'll make a team that includes all of them myself, and I never win with it, but boy, do I have fun. <laughs> That's awesome. I, if I was so, actually in charge, I'd be like, yes, your team has to have Captain America on it. No ifs or buts. That's awesome. All right. And, minus uh, one action uh, if it's got Superman. Minus, yeah, and, minus three actions if it has Superman, actually. All right. When I go to, when I go to a, a med event, you know, WK or whatever, uh, my personal preference is sealed. I think sealed is the great equalizer. Uh, everyone's going in with exactly the same chances and exactly the same step. You're going in with your dice and your action tokens, and it's what you pull from there. So there's no planning ahead. There's no net decking. Uh, you open your two boosters and uh, build your team from there. So that's right my on. preference to meta play. Do you feel like you have better, I don't want to say luck, but sort of like luck in sealed? Do you think you do better in a sealed event than in a pre-constructed style event? Uh, that's what my history shows. Okay. Uh, I've, gone, I've gone as high as second in sealed, and I don't get anywhere near that in constructed. <laughs> I I just I just ask because it always feels like when it's like a make or break it. Like I really want to do well in a sealed. I I don't perform like well at all, and I I really I really do like that people really enjoy sealed so much more than constructed. Uh, sort of kind of keeping with that theme. I'm not going to go to the next question. I'm actually going to ask, uh, if you do have to play constructed, if you do play competitively and stuff like that, what is kind of your main style for a team that you would build around? Uh, making a team that's kind of hard to hit. Uh, mm-hmm. Unseen is often on my team. So is Trelane. Uh, my last team that I played, we had a win a case here about a week ago. And I had Trelane and Q Prime and Mr. Oz. <sighs> Uh, yeah, so, mm. you know, the idea was, you know, even if I'm not scoring points, neither are they, and that's pretty much how it worked out. Thanks, I hate uh, it. I'm just, I'm getting, yeah. like, flashbacks <laughs> to when I had someone else who also had, like, double dice manipulation. It was like, you're really not going to let me hit anything, <laughs> are you? I'm like, no, you're not hitting nothing, dude. I'm like, okay. <laughs> uh, so with that, what is your usual venue? Go ahead and shout them out on the show. Okay, well, the, the store I play at, the store I judge at, is Things from Another World. Uh, they have three locations in the Portland area. I'm currently judging at two of them, uh, although I'm probably going to go back to just doing the Beaverton, Oregon store. Uh, I also play at Gongai Games, which is in Beaverton, and I've been known to go up to Dice Age in Vancouver. Uh, like I said, this Saturday I'll be judging the ROC at Generations in Oregon City. Uh, basically, I'll play whenever I can, and uh, you know sometimes that's great, sometimes it's not. Um, there's a, a online store called Smuggler's Run that doesn't have a brick and mortar venue, but they have this deal with a local bowling alley to play in their gaming area. Uh, and so whenever they have an event, I'll be there on a Thursday night. I'll be there this Thursday night for the Star Trek release. Right on. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. 
And now that we know more about Jeff and everybody, now we can sort of do our what made us happy this week. Now that it's a little more obvious about who we're dealing with, and now we just know more about the guests. So, Simeon, you want to go ahead and give us uh, what made you happy this week? Made me happy this week was I I busted out some old figures, so I didn't take into consideration that the point uh, total for the build on Sunday was like only 500 points. So, what I really wanted to do was do like the old Wolverine and the X-Men Mojo, Shadow King, Legion, and like all the ones that like are in that, and then the ones that we just got in the new set. But it was only 500 points, so I only managed to do the old Legion, the new Legion title character, the old Shadow King, and then the new Shadow King. That's all that I managed to really fit on the team. So, But that was really fun, pulling out the old Wolverine and the X-Men stuff, like... There's a reason I'll never sell that set. It's still one of my <laughs> favorites. Um, and then I've been binge-watching X-Files, and that makes me super happy. <laughs> especially when we get into this spookiest of seasons. Ooh. Called a, it is the spooking season. It is. It is indeed. I is, this our, is this our first October episode? This is, actually, because we, oh. yeah, it was 9.30 last time, and now it is 10.7. This is our spooky, scary, skills. Yeah, this is our first ever Spooktober <laughs> episode here in October. So, hopefully... I played some organ music at the yeah. beginning. Da-da-da! Da-da-da-da! <laughs> some like, Phantom of the Opera, yeah. Do something like that. That'd be great. Uh, Jeff, what made you happy this week, my man? Uh, well, I found out that the DC Universe app is finally available through the Xbox One. So we're now signed up for that, getting all those great old DC TV shows and all the movies. And now I can read the DC comics on my iPad. I am loving that. Nice. Nice, 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 nice. I love that. I love that a lot. Finally, I don't I don't ever find the time to read comic books. And I really feel like if I had like an app or something, I would totally just, just blow through them like super easy. But that's dope. yeah. Well, yeah. We, we've had the Marvel app for years. Marvel uh, app's really good. So oh, is Comicsology. So yeah. Mm. And uh, uh, Webtoons so is free. I, I was so sitting here. Yeah. I was sitting here reading uh, Star Wars comics in the Marvel app while we were waiting to get ready to record, and just having a great time. Nice. That's actually yeah. awesome. Uh, what made me happy this week is i uh, i went and i put in some h braces on a new fence that we were building around the ranch that sounds like super boring um but we couldn't get any of the equipment down there so i had to uh take a, a normal hole digger I did, I did i dug all the holes by hand and that's just really refreshing uh to do people are like really this manual labor stuff is that really I'm like no no i really did i love fixing fence i love building it it's awesome so it sounds rewarding it, it's super rewarding and at the end of the day yeah, yeah. You, get, you get a look back and you're like i did that i built that i gotta listen to a bunch of podcasts i wasn't doing as much driving so i didn't <laughs> listen to as many before so i like had a crazy like download list podcast backlog i listened to almost all of them because it takes me like an hour to dig a hole by hand to get like, these posts having the ground so so it was no, it was really awesome. Uh, I really, really enjoyed that. Uh, so now moving on, that we have what made us happy this week, as weird or whatever it may be, we're gonna move on to the news. That was probably definitely a bad Samaritan bumper, I totally assume, since it was like <laughs> cowboy western music. 
But this is the oh. news for me. I'm going to be space cowboys, I suppose. Ghost riders yeah. in the sky. See? Jeff knows. He even took the, the criticism there. on the. On the <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to start with, I don't want to say least interesting news, because you two outnumber me very much on this podcast. So instead of say, we're going to start off with the news that will probably take the longest, and that will be, we got a lot of Star Trek... What's, what's the name of this one? I, I can never... You guys know. To Boldly Go. To Boldly Go. To Boldly Go Part 2, or whatever. Unless this one has... The boldiest goliest. Yeah, the boldiest goliest set in the world. It's <laughs> getting released this week, and uh, thanks to the people over at Pro Tech Clicks, we have uh, just like... I think this is almost all the set, right? I want to say? It, I didn't count, but it's very one, close. Two, three, it's got to be. Yeah. yeah. If it's not, if it's not all, it's close. It's basically all the set. They have, they've pretty much spoiled every single dial, front, back, you know, tops of the dials, the sculpts. Like, you know, thank, bless these people. They're so awesome that they were able to get all this out to us a few days before the set came out. So we're just kind of gonna go through it. We have a few specific figures in mind that we want to talk about. Uh, so we can just start really anywhere if we want to. We can start at number one, and I can pretend I, I don't know. I, I, I say pretend. I can be very honest and have no idea who any of these people are. So <laughs> we're going to do that, and we'll just like stop. We'll each do a figure, and we'll each kind of spoil the figure that we enjoy the most. Sound good, guys? Okay. All right, cool. Yep. So we can start either just go through them, or we can just let like me or yeah. Simi and Jeff. They sound good. We'll just each talk about one. Okay. Because I could be like... Big head person, red shirt, blue shirt. She's got shoulder pads. He's got shoulder pads. This dude's super pale. Needs to go get a tan. This dude's got a gun. This dude's shirtless, got a gun. You know, this person's got a green ring. This dude, like, blah, 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 blah. I mean, this dude's made out of tar. Like, we already had one of him in the Flash set. Why is he here again? You know? I can, I can, I can totally go over it and show you how little I know. You guys are already like, this guy. Who put this guy in charge? See, um, now I need a team that has tar pit and armors on it. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, thanks, yeah, totally. Thanks a lot. Uh, so we'll do someone who knows something about Star Trek, someone who doesn't, and then someone who knows. So we'll start with Simeon. Sound good? Alright. So number one in the set, Commander William T. Riker. Super plain. Um, he's got good values. He starts with running shot. He gets plasticity and close combat expert. And he starts with energy shield. So for 50 points, uh, pretty good Riker. Um, I like him more than the Q-powered one that we got. Well, I think the important thing about this Riker is is that because he's common, uh, he's going to make a great one to TK, so you can bring in Thomas Riker from yep. the Resistance to Feudal set. Because yes, before, your only choices your only choices for TKing a Riker were either the, the Q-powered Riker, which was rare, um, yes. Or the starter Riker. Now we have a common Riker with some good values, and uh, it's going to make bringing in that Thomas Riker a lot easier. Nice, right on. I'm gonna I'm gonna skip. I'm just gonna talk about this dude, just so I can get him over with. Just talk about him. <laughs> uh, the Ferengi salvage crew. Uh, he has pirate, the only useful keyword. The other one is Ferengi. He has a trait, and I think he's actually really neat for this set. He has the scroll team ability, but not. It's the Ferengi Alliance, but it's a scroll team ability. Shape change, but only succeeds on a six. Uh, his first trait is during game setup, you may choose one. Uh, sorry, choose one. Place one of your opponent's objects, which is already awesome. We don't have an object manipulator like this in modern right now, so that's really cool. Or generate a standard light object in any square on the map, not in a starting area. Not as cool. Not as cool. But if your opponent has no objects, it gives you an option for something to you to use, which is cool. And then he has special damage power for the first three clicks of his life, and that is 
Opposing equipment objects have equip any and unequip drop, which is really neat. Instead of unequip KO. So it will always give your friendlies a chance to pick it up, which is kind of neat. And when a friendly character that's adjacent or has the friendly keyword hits an opposing character that's equipped, after resolutions, the hit character unequips their equipment. So this is dope. It doesn't say an equipped object. So if they are, this is a Golden Age game, and they have an entity, which is equipment, they will instantly unequip it. And of course, there's no way to re-equip an entity because that happens, blah, 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 blah. You, you, you know this, unless you weren't around. What was it? Oh, good Lord. Four, five years ago now? Oh, five years ago, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, never mind. I guess, Maybe actually, even six. You might not, you might <laughs> not know. I'm sorry. Uh, so yeah, so that's actually really cool. Now, he is what 50 points. Uh, but he also has running shot, pen blast. He's super squishy, but I think there might be a place for him nowadays. What do you think, Simeon? What, what I think is weird about him is, like, Star Trek has no objects, so he is one of the few characters that was, like, explicitly designed for play outside of this set. Like, a lot of characters in Star Trek have, you know, if you're Starfleet or if you're Borg, if you're Starfleet or, like, Cardassian, you know, like, all these, like, keyword-related things... And then other like random powers, but he's one of the few that mentions a game element that is not possible to have with Star Trek. Yeah, uh, you're not gonna pull a uh, special equipment. I guess you could just move an opposing character's like heavy object. Be like, haha, your bowling ball's over here, but you know, <laughs> right? That's not. Yeah. That's not why you're gonna put him on your team. I didn't even think about that. That is cool. That is really cool. All right, Jeff. Uh, well, my first pick is I'm really happy to see the rare Lieutenant Worf. He's a shifting focus, so he works with the two versions of Worf that we received in Resistance is Feudal. And uh, he's a close-up attacker. He's holding his Batleth, which is a kind of Klingon sword. Um, he's got just his opening click. It's 8, 12, 17, 3 with charge combat reflexes and a special version of Blades where you roll 2d6 and choose one to be the result. And if they match, after resolutions, you either heal Worf a click or remove an action token from him. Mm. So he's got that special power's first three clicks. His last three clicks have steel energy, so he can he uh, he's one of the few characters in Star Trek that can heal himself. So uh, I'm looking forward to... Uh, yeah, I already liked the other two Worfs that we have, and now we have this third one to go on the sideline also, and I think he's going to be great. You know, he's—I don't think he's going to be meta, but I think he's going to be really good. He's a super uh, solid close attacker, though. Yeah, like he's, yeah. he's got—he's got indumps, so he's going to keep going. Uh, he's got the warrior keyword, so you can use him on warrior theme teams. Uh, his other keywords are Klingon and Starfleet, so you're not going to be seeing those outside of Star Trek. But uh, you can make a decent war- uh, warrior theme team with him on it. Right on. Yeah, I like how he, I like how he heals, and uh, neither of the other wharfs did that. Yeah, um, it gives so you a reason like, to switch around. Yeah, like the the main reason that you're gonna swap to him is well, either you'll you'll start with him or you'll swap to him to maybe heal up. Mm-hmm. And speaking of that, uh, I'm gonna talk about the uncommon Lieutenant Commander Data, who is also a shifting focus character, to go with our other two. The, uh, Lute- the Sherlock Holmes data, and then uh, I can't remember what the other one did. He had like, a special prob or something. No, that was One, that was the Holmes data. 
the Holmes data had the special problem. Yeah, the the common data was just vanilla. Yeah, he was just like, was like, I think he had like Invincible or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It might have been, that might be the fast for some. But the main reason that you'll have this one sidelined, so this one goes between Outwit and Prob on his dial, but his last two clicks, he has Regen. So he's got his self-repair module. And so if you are playing the other two datas and you shift into this one, you can regen and then shift back. Yeah, really, that's the only reason I can see you to play this one. Uh, my son loves playing with his uh, super rare data, the Sherlock Holmes one, and he doesn't even bother to bring the common one for the sideline because huh. there's no reason to ever switch to it. This one at least gives you that reason with the possibility of regen. Um, but otherwise, it's pretty bleh compared to the super rare. On the other hand, if you don't have the super rare, at least now you have a common and uncommon to switch between. Yeah, that's but, very true. But, but, yeah, but these if you two will the, be much easier if, to get. But if you have the super rare, you just don't attack with, you don't keep these on the map, these other two datas. Um, the Fast Forces data was really good. Um, he yeah. gives he gives protected outwit to allies within three squares, um, but he's not shifting focus. Hmm. Right on. I can dig it. I can dig it a lot. I'm gonna talk about. Someone has to, so I'm gonna steal Moriarty from anybody because he's a character <laughs> who's not just Star Trek, so I know who this person is. Relatively <laughs> so. Uh, Professor Moriarty, James Moriarty, holodeck past scientist. Really cool guy. He's taking the internet by storm. What can I say? He has a trait, Holodeck Safety Protocols. This is real rough for this guy. At the beginning of the game, give Professor Moriarty three safety protocol tokens. While he has a safety protocol token, opposing characters take a maximum of one damage from his attacks. Uh, when Professor Moriarty uses out wit, after resolutions, remove a safety protocol token. When I first read that, I read that really quick. And I thought, oh, yeah, he's just a danger room construct, so I'll just never use Outwit, and he only takes one at a time. No, he can totally be blasted for, like, five straight off the bat. It's only his attacks that have the uh, protection, so that totally helps your opponents. You're going to be wanting to use Outwit as much as you can. And then he gets a really cool reason to use Outwit, which I super dig. Outwit perplex, period. This is over. This is his damage power for his first three clicks of life. When Professor Moriarty uses either to target an opposing character until your next turn, the target can't use team abilities, and Professor Moriarty can use any team abilities the target can't use through this effect. So, let's say there's some power cosmic schmooze over on the other side. Go ahead, perplex down their defense, and then once that's perplexed down, perplex down whatever, and then you can go ahead and outwit them because they don't have power cosmic anymore, and now Professor Moriarty has power cosmic. So now I'm just about I'm I'm about to one shot your Thanos, buddy. Sucks to so, suck. So Calder, I, I gotta call you on it here. In Star Trek we call that team ability the Q team ability. Oh my god, power <laughs> the, Q, the Q team ability. Oh jeez. Also, also that you could this is also makes it a very simple way to get rid of Q. You cannot win him normally. Maybe you're not packing pulse wave or precision strike. You go ahead, you know, perplex him down, outwit his defense, boom, that little one click Q is no more. What does he look like on the dial? He's only fifty points. He already has this really cool perplex outwit stuff. He has stealth, quake, quake. I, I really don't get the quake. Uh, in Dom, uh, he has Mastermind for the first two clicks of his life, and then he has a special damage power, like I said, for his first three. He goes on to sidestep, steal energy, some super senses, and outwit later. So he always has outwit. He's cool. I mean, I think he's really dope. I so really think the, he's awesome, and I definitely think you'll see a lot of play. 
the reason for the quake is thematic in the first of the two episodes that he appeared in he built a machine on the holodeck which allowed him to shake the entire enterprise hmm. so he kind of caused the ship to quake okay i got you he's rocking the boat what a guy what a cool yeah guy. i can affect yeah. this vessel okay cool all right Del. i just think it'd be hilarious if you if you manage to pull off a quake without like charge or anything somehow you get next to somebody and then you manage to quake and like assuming they don't have like a reducer it only does one damage <laughs> so it's like uh like somebody with like shape change or super senses or something they don't have a reducer and you like hit them and you're like haha take one <laughs> it's just really Ooh. sad poor Moriarty alright alright okay. so we already talked about Gol Madred the chief interrogator and his cool title character stuff mm-hmm. so I'm gonna talk about the uh, other super rare Damon Bach this is a guy who had a grudge against uh, Picard for killing his son. Um, so he's got three special powers. He's got a special speed power, Thought Maker. He's got stealth, mind control, and when he uses mind control, he modifies range plus three, and he can see through blocking, characters, and hindering. So it doesn't destroy blocking, it's just see-through, which means he can see through as many squares as he wants. Um, he's got a special attack power, collecting on an old debt incapacitate when Damon Bach uses it after resolute after resolutions give the hit character a debt token characters modify attack and defense minus one for each debt token they have only as long as he can use this power which means if they outwit that power I guess it goes away temporarily um, but the fact that it can stack is pretty cool and then his special defense is haven't been sleeping well Mastermind, willpower, opposing characters within range can't use willpower. Ooh. So his range is five. Mm. Um, and he starts with that special... He starts with those special three powers, and then eventually he loses all three to get phasing, end cap, and barrier. Uh, starts with outwit for his first two clicks, and then he moves to perplex, and then his last two clicks are perplex as well. Um, and he's got that really cool new Ferengi team ability, which is the same as the same as the scroll team ability. It's shape change, but only succeeds on a six. Um, but no, I can see I can see building around this guy to like a, an extent. The fact that you can move him within five of an opposing character that already has an action token, and now if they take an action, they're going to take pushing damage. It's like even if they're going to take an action to shoot at him. They're still taking pushing damage to do that. Well, so that's and that's cool. that's any character too, because that will still take away the willpower granted by the Q Power Cosmic and Quintessence team abilities. Yep, mm. it's not outwitting, so it's yep, it's yep. taking away willpower as a whole. Yeah, I, that, I think that may be the most armor. useful part of him. It's it's <clears> definitely <throat> one of the cooler parts of him. Um, the fact that he's only got he's got five range, one lightning bolt. If he had three lightning bolts or even two, <laughs> which technically you could give him two, then I could see his incapacitate power doing some stuff. Um, like stacking the debt tokens on somebody would be mm-hmm. really cool. Um, 
I know in the original series there was people that had tokens that you could stack, and it would make short work of like defenses and stuff really easily. Oh, so. the uh, the Orion slaves, yeah. Oh, yep, yep, that's who it was. Yeah, they could uh, drop defense by one as a free action, and then when they mind controlled, like that's when it took effect was when they mind controlled the defense would be negative one for mm-hmm. however many tokens they had. Yeah, I, pl- I played a team with three of those uh, on at one time, and it made some mind control awfully easy. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, my they next were only choice... 30 points. Yeah, they were pretty cheap, too. Uh, my next choice is uh, another common. Uh, I'm going to give a shout-out to Lieutenant Jordy LaForge, who's number eight in the set. Uh, his numbers are nothing great. Most of his powers are nothing great, but... He has something going for him that most Star Trek figures don't. He's got some improved targeting. Uh, he ignores hindering for targeting. But not only that, he's got a special power in his first two clicks that lets adjacent friendly characters also... Uh, well, you get to choose one. You get to choose one friendly adjacent char- uh, friendly character that also gets to use improved targeting, ignores hindering. Um and I think that's real big in this set. Uh, I played a Star Trek team uh, a week or two ago, and it I went up against a Batman team that they won map and chose Poison Ivy's greenhouse. And yeah, I couldn't hit a darn ooh, thing. I, I had to get I had to get up in their faces to do anything. And you know, I, I got some points, but I definitely lost that match. I mean. Uh, losing my ability to do anything at range was was pretty hard. So having this Jordy on my team, uh, only 35 points, not bad, not bad. So, I don't know anything about Star Trek. That's painfully obvious, Calder, we know. Why is he the <laughs> only one with one of these? Wouldn't you be, like, handing these bad boys out like crazy? Like, you get a visor, you get a visor. Like, let's Well, all... so, Jordy was born blind, but he has mm. implants, and that hair clip he wears over his face... Uh, the original prop was actually made from a hair clip. It's called it's called a visor, and yeah. it lets him see not just in the spectrum we see, but in other spectrums as well. So basically, you know, hiding in bushes is not going to do you any good. He's gonna hmm. see your heat signature or something like that right through it. Okay, that's cool. He's taking a look in a book. Yeah, Reading this ion rainbow. storm looks that's strange. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That is really cool. All right, I can dig it. I can. Dig it. I, I know. I always see him, and he looks super cool. Like the visor's dope. So yeah. that is Star Trek. We all kind of gave our thoughts and opinions on it. I think it is great. How much Star Trek are you guys planning on buying? Uh, I'll be opening a case later this week. Ooh. Yeah, uh, I'm not case, sure how much. A case plus five packs because I'm going to the uh, the event Thursday, and right it's on. a it's, it's going to be a floor event. So we're going to bring 150 constructed and then buy four or five packs i'm not not sure which that is definitely a good idea with all these like 30 50 point characters yeah so make a 300 point yeah. five packs is not happening so yeah no a double a construct half constructed is a great idea yeah i'm not buying any uh, i'll just say that right <laughs> right now i might pick <sighs> some of these on the secondary i know it's like ah, oh, my heart wanes for this guy uh i'll probably buy some singles in the secondary market of the figures that do just cool stuff overall because i don't know don't know oh, anything absolutely 
I, I might actually. I really kind of want to just get all the Mirror Universe because they look so cool. Cool. Like, uh, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, next up in news, we have information for Justice League Unlimited, the second most anticipated set of 2020. Obviously, the first <laughs> being Captain America and the Avengers. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead. <laughs> And give us a read really quick, and then we can go through some of the spoiled sculpts. And then also, there's some little, little extra information. We'll, we'll get to that. This five-figure booster features many hotly demanded fanfare sub-themes, like Justice League, the Seven Soldiers of Victory, the Injustice League, the Justice Lords, and Super Friends. Justice League Unlimited will also feature never-before-seen team-up cards. These cards will be a bonus sixth character card that comes inside your booster and gives you the option during team building of using a supercharged version of the character if they show up with the right mix of their teammates. So... Okay, I'll just I'll, I'll finish reading before we get into that. Existing and new Hero Clicks fans will get to power up their collection with fan-favorite characters, never-before-close characters, including Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Darkseid, Static, Amazo, Blight, Batman Beyond, Captain Atom, Emile Hamilton, and more. I really like that note we end on, on just, like, good old, good old Emile Hamilton, you know, you know, that guy. And a scientist Emile you Hamilton. <laughs> they, yeah. Lucia, sorry, Lucia, really? Emil Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> For the whoever got that reference, not throwing so, away my shots. Here we go. So you're saying that these boosters come with a card, and depending on like maybe like your theme team or something, it might give you some sort of additional team ability. No, I'm not. Whoa, let's chill out there. I'm not whoa. saying that. <laughs> Well, what this sounds like to me is it sounds like the Regenesis game mechanic, where, yeah, if you're playing a certain character on a certain kind of team, instead of their ordinary card, you get to use this different card with boosted traits and or special powers. That's going to be my guess. I like that it's still sort of random. It's not, like, guaranteed that, ah, yes, I pulled a Batman-Superman team-up card. They're both in the booster. You might just pull one without the other. You might not have either mm-hmm. there. It's, it's about the right mix of teammates, so that lets us know that it's totally random. But I really think it's cool. Superheroes teaming up happens all the time in comics. I really... I'm Number one, I'm really excited that they're trying something new. A new game mechanic overall is awesome. I'm second, very excited that they're doing it to a DC set. People like to think I hate DC. That's not true. I despise DC. That's a joke. That's a joke. All right, guys. Uh, But no, I think it's really cool because Rebirth had basically no new mechanics and no existing mechanics that were already there. It had some special things about it, but it felt like a really old set that didn't come out in 2019. This set is going to feel cool. Yeah, oh, it felt so bad. And now with this, they're trying something new, and I'm really excited. Not only that it's new, but that it's in a DC set, and I'm really excited about that. Uh, these team-up cards are going to be really cool. Can't wait to see what they do. Do you guys have any in mind that you specifically would want to see? Uh, so when I team-up, I think like Marvel Ultimate Alliance. That's where my mind immediately goes. Mm. And so all I can think is like, you know, like Spider-Man swinging someone around or Iron Man shooting at Cap Shield. For DC team-ups, I don't really... Like, I don't, I don't know. I just, like, draw a blank for some reason. You see, I'm thinking that, you know, a Green Arrow card that gives a bonus if he's on a team with Black Canary. Okay. Uh, you know, a Robin card that gives a bonus if he's on a team with Superboy. That kind of thing. So, like, how the, how they have those traits. Like, the Cyclops, Jean, Ga- Jean Grey trait sort of thing. where it's like, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but that's it's, cool. But, uh, yeah, instead of... 
instead of having to be adjacent to the characters just if you're on the same team. Right on. Mm. I can totally dig that. I think that's probably what it's going to be. It might even give them a power or something. We could go any number of ways that I'm really excited they're doing it. Some of the new sculpts, we also get and find out that there is going to be the Justice League OP kit is going to be three copies of this blue Hawk Girl, no helmet. And then there's going to be, of course, a double-sided map, which is really cool. Uh, can you guys tell me anything about this hot girl? I have no idea why she's wearing blue or what she's supposed to be from. And if, if you don't know, then that's cool, too. I, I hate to admit it, but I haven't seen all of Justice League Unlimited, mm. so I don't know what the deal is with her. Although, now that I have the DC Universe app, I look forward to catching up. Nice. Yeah, I, honestly, I think it's just regular hot girl in a blue outfit. <laughs> that's my guess. <laughs> Well, it may be like her uh, Thanagerian police uniform or something. I, I really don't know, but that's my guess. It could be it. Uh, moving right along, we go to the Justice League. This is going to be their brand new starter set. Uh, we have Wonder Woman, Superman, Batman, Martian Manhunter, The Flash, and Green Lantern. This is the uh, animated ones. So it's uh, is it Wally West is the Flash in the animated? Or uh, it Barry should Allen? be. It should be Wally, and Wally. the Green Lantern is probably John. John, yeah, no, it's definitely John. I like, though, if you look at this, um, it's going to come six figures, six cards, whatever, 18 object terrain tokens. It's going to have four full-color maps, uh, so I assume that's two double-sided maps. Two six-sided dice, the Justice League Unlimited logo. Hero clicks powers and ability, but the cool thing is, is that it has a scenario campaign rule book. So there's going to be scenarios. I really loved the Fear Itself scenario uh, sets they made, and I thought those were really awesome, and I really want to see more of those, and I'm really happy. It looks like we're getting that. And this box design isn't, if you look at the um, solicit here, the box design is not a normal Fast Forces starter box. It is like a normal window open, like just a box box. It's hard to describe, but it looks like how they want to do that Fantastic Four one. Yeah, that, like that's, that. what they're, that's what they're switching to for their starters, and I, for one, approve greatly. Um, it displays better, and it also gives new players something to carry their stuff around in, too. So I, 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 there's nothing about this I don't like. We'll see about the scenarios. I didn't think the scenarios that came out for Fear Itself and War of Light and a couple other things, I don't think they were that great, but we'll see. Uh, you know, they, we have the new Skirmish scenario, which personally I think is really cool. So we'll see what comes out in this. But I, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. This is what a starter should be. All the characters are characters that people will just know the names of going in. Uh, when you get a starter or fast horses and you're wondering who are these people, that's not really an enticement for your average person to pick it up. But when you have like the big six here, uh, people who aren't necessarily in the game can look at this and say, oh, yeah, I might give this a try. And I'm, I'm for anything that gets more people into the game. Right on. Yeah, my one gripe is that uh, there's no villain in the in the fast force so it's like you get these super cool main six like justice league roster guys but uh there's like it's just got to be good guys versus good guys kind of thing which is fine i suppose Uh, i suppose that goes that goes clear back to the infinity challenge starter so i'm not really broken up about it sure Right on. Next up, we have a couple of uh, sculpt images, which are really cool. The digital renderings 
First up is Darkseid showing that not only goth, ki- goth chicks can rock thigh highs in a miniskirt, <laughs> but Darkseid totally can too. Jeez. Uh, we have a really cool Batman Beyond sculpt. It's way more dynamic. Um, anybody who might complain about getting another Batman Beyond is, I mean, like, come on, really? Like, we're only going to get so many. So this one looks really cool. I really dig it. This is the well, Justice this- Lords... Batman this is only the third Batman Beyond ever, so yeah. don't complain too much. It's true. <laughs> Some of these we've seen before. I don't know if we've seen... I know we've seen this Lex Luthor before, this pose. I don't know if we see him in this, like, beige-brown color before or not, but that's kind of cool. This, like, no, I think... Yeah, I'm pretty sure the other suit was, like, purplish. Yeah, the purple-green... Like, the classic purple-green colors. Yeah, I don't have it pulled up, but I'm pretty... So I'm guessing that we have two Lex Luthers. Right on. And Which then we saw. Could a, sorry. Could be an indication that one's like the prime flash from the one episode. Ooh. Oh, the mind swap? That'd be yeah. great. Yeah. I would, I would really do that. More Lex Luthor's the Mary, in my opinion. So I'm really excited for that. We have another static. So if you didn't want to pay outrageous prices for the static shock that came in the. Well, it was only at Worlds, I believe. We're going to have another one. So we saw the same sculpt. With, I Still, that other that extra hand looks so weird. They're like, yeah, man, give me a give me a high five, sort of like, but it's out to the side. Like, it looks so odd. This is totally a rare sculpt, though. So, <laughs> But we have, like, so we saw the old man static, and now we have a young static shock uh, having the same sculpt. We get a really good Supergirl sculpt. Like, this looks really cool. And the digital rendering, it looks really good. Now, that might be different um, when we get to it, but, you know. As it be... As it be sometimes. But those are all the new sculpts, I believe, that we've seen. I think the rest of these, like the Night Guy, the Atomic Dude, and then that Justice Lords Batman, we've all seen before, right? Yeah, that's not Night Guy, that's just Batman. Just because he, like, fights crime at night doesn't mean he's Night Guy. (laughs) You know what I meant. You know, like, like, whatever, the the Templar, whatever, dude. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah. Shiny (laughs) Nighter. Sword, swordy man. Sword man. What else Blades is going to be e. called? He's, he's got a gold. He's all gold. He's got a sword. Whatever. Anyways, that is, I'm 90% sure, it for news. This I guess we did have the rock spoiled. I'm sorry. Does any Before we go and call the news, does anyone want to talk about the rock? I just want to mention that his okay. finisher is not the people's elbow. It is absolutely the rock bottom, and the people's elbow is just like the like little flavor he throws on afterwards. He's never beaten somebody with just the people's elbow. That's not his finisher. <laughs> I don't care what they put on there. I'm I'm fighting this. I'm I'm looking forward to having him. Uh, he'll be my first Star Trek Voyager hero click. So there you go. <laughs> ah, that's uh, and it's really cool. Actually, yes, The Rock is a movie star. So if you want to make like the first movie that comes to mind is Rundown, which is probably not anybody else's first movie, but whatever. If you want to make Yeah, sir, Scorpion King. There you go. Much better. You do him, like Robot Man, Brendan Fraser, you know? You can make a Scorpion King, like a mummy team, which is kind of cool, you know? <laughs> That's what I really like more than anything about this Star Trek set. You know, we got a Macho Man, and now we have a Bone Samagra. So we got The Rock, and he's 001, and they very excellently uh, previewed him on Friday when he returned in SmackDown, which is really cool. So I really dig that. Good job. Good job, guys. Good job, kids. You seriously deserve that. Give yourself a round of applause. That being it for news this week, we're going to go ahead and move on to the game that is sweeping the nation, Bad Samaritan.
music cue sounds familiar. <laughs> it sounds well. Wait, I think I've heard this one before. Is that a good <laughs> intro or what? That was so good. It was even better the second time. <laughs> Bad Samaritan is a game where the two people that aren't called an S, so Simeon and Jeff, will be playing against me. I, called an S, being me, have chosen three. Ra- I'm gonna. I'm oh, sorry. I'm gonna quit doing that. Have chosen three <laughs> random, not random, but modern age figures, and they have to guess who they are. There will be three rounds of clues. Each round, they will get one clue about the figure. That's stuff like team ability, point value, set, keyword, etc. And then they have to guess after three rounds of clues if they can nail down this modern age figure if you want to play along at home after i've given the clue before you hear simeon or jeff's guesses go ahead and pause the podcast if you want to formulate your own guess click play and listen and be like no you imbeciles it's it's totally you know it's the eugene or whatever you know just totally like feel free to scream and yell at your phone if you're at a place of work or somewhere you know please absolutely do that starting off simeon will have a random number generator and we can go ahead and get rolling with our first figure with clue number one 15. Ooh, 15. It doesn't actually make that noise. That was me. <laughs> 15 is opening defense power. This character has toughness. Oh, wow. Huh. Wow, that narrows it down so well. Mm. Oh, boy. Not a lot of toughness handed out anymore. Um, somebody who's tough. Let's see. You see, I'm already thinking for theme. It's October. Maybe he's going for monsters. Oh, that's possible. Yeah. So let's see here. I uh, we can look at the R.I.P. set. Um, do can't, you, uh, can't be using uh, HC Realms, guys. Just another. I'm thing. not. I'm not. Okay, just talking. Okay, it's only your just brain. Just talking it out. All right. Okay. Uh, besides that, I'd go to letsclicks.com anyway. Uh, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say a uh, uh, zombie from the REP set. Okay. I'm gonna say Wolverine because I know the new one has it. That's true. We have locked in Zombie from the RIP set, Wolverine, and it is neither of those. Go ahead and give us the next clue. Uh, Caller's cheating again, but that's fine. Uh, (laughs) Clue number 19. Clue number 19 is going to be a free play. Uh, What is it? Number 17 through 19 are all free plays. 17 through 20, excuse me, are all free plays. This includes things like anything on the board. So if you want to know their team ability, their point value, their range number of bolts, stuff like that, or more popular choices are set, set number, named keyword, generic keyword, or name of trait, special power, things like that. Uh, I'd say go with set. Yeah, I think we needed to narrow it down with set. The set is going to be Wolverine versus Cyclops Regenesis. Ooh, well that really cuts down how many figures it can be from. Opening defense power. So there's a lot of opening defense powers that are special defense powers. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think of the only one that starts with toughness. Oh, man. Yeah, because there's so many that include toughness, but to just have straight up toughness is a little harder to think of. 
Yeah, there's a lot of energy shield, a lot of combat reflexes, a lot of super yeah. senses. There actually is like a very large lack of reducers in Wolverine versus X Men. Man, I hope uh, it's not. I hope it's not one of the chases because I don't have any of them. I don't know what they do. <laughs> um, I feel like the gosh. only one, the only chase that it could be would be. Uh, because Cannonball's definitely got, like, energy shields mm-hmm. something or other. Um, Beast just combat reflexes, or some variation thereof. CSD. Ooh, boy. You guys are killing it. No, keep going. I know it's not Wolverine, because I'm pretty sure he starts with Super Senses. Well, we also know uh, it's Wolverine, because we already eliminated that in the first question. Yeah, that's true. That, that too. <laughs> I know it's not Cyclops, because he's got Energy Shield, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, number three in the set is, what is that, Kitty Pride? No, that's yeah. Beast, right? Well, so either I, Kitty or Beast, but I'm pretty sure neither of them have Beast it. Is combat reflexes. Kitty's willpower. Storm is energy shield again. Um, Emma Frost is traded invulnerability. Yeah, she doesn't need. So she this. doesn't need it. Magneto doesn't have any reducer. Um, Angel is Colossus. Wouldn't. Colossus would be tougher than that. Uh, gosh, Gambit. Danger. Is it danger? Would she have it? She's got a she's got a bunch of different powers. Um, I feel like she's got like energy shield. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if she has top dial. But yeah, she gets to pick one off of her dial. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go Gambit. Okay, we have one locked in for Gambit. Simeon. Going Gambit. Ugh, I can't even remember half of the things that are in this set. Come on, uh, man. We just played this for three months. Harry Leland? Was that a guy in that set? No. <laughs> That's Hexus. Um, <laughs> let's go... Let's go with... Uh, why can't I think of anything? Uh, we'll go with Iceman. Alright, so we have one locked in for Gambit. Choice. One locked in for Iceman, and it is... Neither one of those. Go ahead oh. and give us our last clue. All right. Last clue is number six. Number six is going to be named keyword. Ooh. Oh, good. Well, we'll know if it has Great. a yellow cursor. Uh, this, is, this is wonderful for the this. The named set. keyword is X-Men. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. Uh, I, I am joining you in my uh, hatred of Calder right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Calder eater. Um, <laughs> uh, so it's an X Men, you say? It is. Believe it or Which not, it is. You say. Uh, was Leech in this set? No. No. Um, uh, I'm gonna go Moonstar. Okay. Oh yeah, that was one of the. Huh? Would he have picked one of the LEs? I love all that dead air for. Huh? <laughs> huh? I I don't know. Because uh, technically the LEs are part of the set, so. 
I guess I don't think Cyclops would be it. Um, you already said Gambit. I'll go with Cyclops. I don't All know right. if he's got toughness, but he should. We are locked in. One for Moonstar, one for Cyclops, and it is ding, ding, ding. One of you did get it right. Oh, no. And it's going to be Jeff. It's Moonstar. Oh, yes. Ooh. All right. Oh, you want to so, hear something so funny? Glad. That's the only LE I don't have. Is that really? <sighs> I was really hoping to get that one through. I really was. I was trying hard. All right. So we have one point for Jeff, which means I'm already not going to sweep this week, which makes me a little, <laughs> little more sad and someone else a little more happy. Uh, second figure, first clue. All right. We've got number 15. Number 15, Burger King opening defense power is going to be energy shield deflection, which is also green. That's funny. All right. Uh, <laughs> it's almost you know, as bad you know. as toughness. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say Magneto. That covers a wide wide variety. So. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with uh, Cyclops for the same reason-ish. One locked in for Magneto, one locked in for Cyclops. It is neither one of those. Go ahead and okay. give us the second clue. Second clue is 18. 18 is another free play. If you want to know where it's from, you can go ahead and do set, name, keyword, generic, keyword, name of trader, all very popular. Go for it. Anything you guys want to know about this figure, I shall I shall reveal unto you. I uh, wish I'd for more wishes. Set again. <laughs> that's not an option but we can do set. i wish for more genies uh i'd like uh, to know the character name please ah yes yeah. it's no <laughs> yeah we'll go with set again all right the set is WizKids marvel le Ooh. because that's oh. the way i would do it yeah sure we'll set we'll make that the set wow so okay. any any marvel le's with oh, energy man. shield, huh? Uh, I will say Storm. Locked in for Storm. I'm gonna go with Longshot. I don't. Ooh. I think he's got sentence, but I'm I'm going with it. All right, keeping with the X Men theme, we have one for Storm, one for Longshot. It is. Neither one of those. Go ahead and give us our third and final clue on the second figure. Last clue is number five. Number five is going to be rarity. rarity. Believe it or not, it's an LE. Wow, I didn't see that coming. Man, <laughs> that was such a bad one. But how rare is it? What do you mean? <laughs> uh, the rarity uh, says limited edition, and that's the best I can give give you. Oh, gosh. Energy shield. Oh, man. This has got to be like a shot in the dark. I'm going to say Ambrose Chase. Ooh. Wait, that's DC. That's what am DC. I doing? Yeah, that was... Uh... Ow. You said Marvel. <laughs> um, Thank you for probably us. Uh, you don't have the brains of the show. We he probably doesn't even have an energy shield. I I just completely threw that out there. because uh, a little power or something. Like, yeah, it's rough. Oh, uh, man. I'm going to think outside the box here, and I'm going to say Serpent Punisher. Ooh. Ooh. 
Um, I'm going to think inside the box and dig into my box of LEs real quick. Uh, <laughs> let's see what's in there. Um, man, it's not Thane. It's not Isaac. It's not. It's not most of the stuff that I that I've actually used. Hmm. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say Lila Cheney. Ooh, okay. We have one for Lila Cheney and one for. Wait, sorry, Jesus, it's been so long. You kept thinking, what was your guess again, Jeff? Oh my gosh. Serpent Punisher. Serpent Punisher. Thank you. I was like, yeah, it was really weird. One for Lila Cheney, one for Serpent Punisher. It is. Neither one of those. Oh, Ladies wow. and gentlemen, I got one past them. It is instead MWKM17002, Dr. Voodoo. Ooh. Okay. And Dr. third and final figure, Jeff has a point. Calder has a point. Is Simeon going to get a point? Or is he going to be the odd man out and be a total loser the entire night? We shall see what happens. You know what? <laughs> I was one the whole day. Might as well keep going. Oh, goodness oh. gracious. <laughs> Play a sad song on the world's smallest violin. What is the first clue for the last figure? Number nine. Number nine is going to be range and number of bolts. Uh, you're going to be glad to hear it has six range and one bolt. Uh, if you were going to say zero, that would have been almost just as bad as six. <laughs> <laughs> Those are like the two most average ranges. Uh, um, six range. So Captain America. Uh, okay, we have uh, one for Captain America. Yeah, likewise, I'll, I'll go with uh, Iron Man. <laughs> for Iron Man. Uh, I hate to say it, but it's neither Captain America nor Iron Man. Give us the second clue on our last figure. Clue number four. Clue number four is going to be set number. This character is set number 028. So it's up there in the uncommon range. Set number 028. 028, six range. Hmm. Well, I'm also looking here. We have Moonstar and Dr. Voodoo so far. If he's going with a theme, they're kind of illusionists, perhaps? Hmm. Yeah. Don't really know. Don't see a clear theme yet. Uh, gosh, an uncommon with a six range. That that sounds, like, really common. Yeah. <laughs> nothing uncommon about that. Uh, so I will say Doctor Strange. Mm. That also covers a lot of bases. Yeah, let's see. I would say Dr. Druid, but I don't think Calder likes Dr. Druid. So I'm also not sure we have one in modern. No, I don't think so. Um, number 028. Number 028. That was the number, right? Yeah. Yes. That set number 028. That actually does take out a few sets um, that are small enough. I just don't know. I don't know my my number zero two eights at all. I'm gonna go <laughs> with uh, Spider Man. Usually gets like five range, so it's not him. I'm gonna go with uh, something that has six range. Who's a shooty guy? 
I'll go with um <laughs> Are comic characters included in this? Are there I, I don't remember I don't remember anything right now. I'm gonna go with uh say green arrow, because he shoots things. You'll be happy to know, guys, that your guessing wasn't in vain. It's actually neither of those. Go ahead and give us the third and final clue. <laughs> Our third oh. and final character. Better be a good one. Seven. Seven. You'll be happy to know seven gives you generic keyword. The keyword is... Oh, no. Mystical. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. Okay, so I was kind of on the right track with the uh, Moonstar Doctor Voodoo thing. But Doctor Strange was my big, uh, my big throw at that. So, gosh. Mystical zero two eight. Trying to think of like any mystical stuff that we've gotten in recent sets. So let's see here. Did we get a? See, I think the last magic that we got was a rare and a super rare. And then a chase and regenesis. Um, number 028. Mystical. Is Ezekiel Sims mystical? He might be. I'm not sure he'd have a six range, though, because, you know, he's, he's basically a Spider-Man. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Maybe a five range, but I'm trying to think of uh, some DC characters that might fit in this. Um, trying to think of my my Batman animateds, who we had mystical in there. Oh, and I'm man, really not. I'm really not coming up with anybody mystical in there. I don't think we get a ton of uh, DC mystical. Well, Zatanna, but I think she was a rare. Yeah. Uh, in animated, she was a super rare. Oh, super rare even. Okay. Bat. Yeah, so. yeah, so definitely not her. And in Rebirth. Well, Rebirth, we had. Rebirth? Well, we had Deimos and Phobos, but I don't remember which one was rare and which one was uncommon. Or was uh, it uncommon? Do you want to split her odds? I think they were deity, though. I don't know if they were mystical. Oh. Yeah. They were like deity monster, maybe? Um, maybe. For some reason, I was thinking they had the mystics team ability, too, though. But that doesn't do. necessarily that doesn't necessarily always give them the mystical keyword, though. Hmm. It might be just enough for Calder to use it, though. Okay. Deedious man. Uh, so, that's... I'll, I'll take fear, you take panic. Okay. Okay, and yeah. I'll, I'll take Phobos. Okay, okay. Who's taking who here? Let's let's go this straight, straight and narrow. I'm uh, going with Deimos. Yep. You're going with Deimos. You're going I'll with Phobos, Phobos, Jeff. Okay. Yep. Deimos, Phobos. The Os, Dos. Dos, Os on the Trace. Doesn't really work. Figure. You're going to be really happy to know that it is neither one of those. Oh. Man, I squeezed through two. I was really hoping to get through all three, but we really had to start off on that low note, getting Moonstar. It is none other than 028. You were really close, though. The Rebirth set, Tempest. Tempest, uh, okay. Who has charged super know. strength yep. with okay. six range top dial. Yeah, he's an Atlantean Whoa. Sorcerer. 
Yes, he is. All right. Uh, well, cool. I was just doing like sorcerers. I was there. The only connection they had was all mystical uh, keyword, which is one of a, a looser connection than how we've done it here in the past on some of these. So thank you guys so much for playing Bad Samaritan. I think I hope you guys all had a great time. I hope you had as much fun as I did watching uh, Jeff and Simeon struggle to get through these characters. I so. scored one more point than I thought I would, so I'm happy. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I, I scored a scored a victory where it counts with this bumper. But. <laughs> <laughs> Then me. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> we must be cautious. On. We must. Uh, moving on to the Dial H Reuters Community Tuesdays question. Uh, every week in community, we like to go ahead and ask you guys a question every single Tuesday. Yeah, that's right. Well, almost every single Tuesday. It's kind of, let's be real here, a little give or take sometimes when we actually remember to do it. Simi, you want to go ahead and read us the Community Tuesdays question? This week, the question was, have you ever played Heroclix Online? Whether Roll20 or using a webcam, how does it compare to the old-fashioned way? We'll go ahead and start off with our guest. Uh, Jeff, have you ever played Heroclix Online? Uh, not in the way you guys mean. So I, I did play a bit of the Heroclix Online that was a computer version of the game where you entered codes and that's how you unlocked figures um uh, i i'm kind of sorry it's gone but you know i i guess it wasn't making any money so they didn't keep up with it i have never played hero clicks over a webcam or any other way uh i get plenty of opportunities to play in person so i'm okay with that Okay, right on. I, you, I remember opening like a bunch of like, starter sets and stuff or like LE figures that would have that code, and mm-hmm. I just never, never actually ended up pulling the trigger. I'm glad to hear that it was actually pretty fun to play. Yeah, uh, I, I, you know, it's a bummer it's gone, but these things happen. Yeah, so I actually tried to play it, um, the old like online game, um, when I very first started there wasn't like a ton of venues around me and I wanted to get like more play time in and wanted to like figure out like, you know how to do stuff more. And so I got on there and they give you like a little starter pack of figures, which were like way too old for the, like when I started, which was like in 2014, they were way <laughs> too old to match up to anything that was modern. And I remember sitting there for about 20 minutes waiting to get matched with somebody like in the lobby and then it finally like happened and it loaded up and I went to move one character and the whole thing froze and I had to close it down. Oh no. I was just like, great. I guess I'll never do that again. But I do play, I play on uh, roll 20 occasionally. Um, luckily I have enough home venues that I don't have to play on roll 20 for fun. And I only go on there to test out stuff that uh, isn't fun to take to local stuff. So if I if I feel like I really want to like test out some competitive things, I'll put it on there instead of uh, forcing my local guys to deal with it. Right on. I I really appreciate that you do that. I I was a mix 
I play a lot of Roll20 now. It's mostly only used for practice or online tournaments if I ever do play Roll20. Uh, besides that, I used to do the Heroclix International Exchange had Skype tournaments where it would actually take about a month or so, a couple of months to actually get through these Skype tournaments because you would set up games and you would just play over Skype or Google Hangouts, something like that. And you would have you, the judge, and your opponent, both of your cameras on. You would call out numbers. I'm going to go to 24C. You know, like it was, it was really cool. It was actually a lot of fun, and I really enjoyed playing it that way so much. I really didn't like it when Roll20 came out. I really was like, I don't want to learn your stupid <laughs> technology, you darn kids. All right. You know, you would have to get a Tupperware container to, like, roll your dice into. It was, like, clear, you know, so everybody could see it. It was really fun. It was obviously a lot bulkier and whatever to do, but I still really enjoy it, and I still play with a buddy of mine uh, who actually doesn't have a good venue uh, for himself to play with. So every you know couple of weeks or so, we'll actually play Heroclix over Skype like how we used to all these years, and it's I just it's really fun. I really enjoy either way to be honest. I have so few answers on Twitter, so we can probably go ahead and read them all. You want to go ahead and read them up, Simeon? All right. Uh, first answer is from Emily. She says, "I love playing online. Lets me practice with different people and get used to other play styles." and other local metas for more diversity so she can crush them later. Oh, she's a smiley face killer, though. Uh, We have Superhero Demon Hunter. I did it once with Roll20, and he says he likes the old-fashioned way much more. Superhero Lucas Tom Van Hollen says, Obviously not quite the same, but it helps a ton to get practice in. I play online almost nightly, even if it's just going over positioning on maps with my teams. Right on. We have Vigilante Tiemu. I haven't played online. Might be worth it if I hit another long stretch of something else booked on top of game night at the old LGS. Time zones are often tricky for trying for a rock win a map. Might be interesting at some point. Nice. Uh, ROC also, if uh, you are interested in trying online stuff, they have a Discord, the ROC Discord, um, and they I think it's still going on like once a week. They do win a maps, maybe more. Yes. Yeah, they do once a week win a maps. All right. Jay Sly says, I'm not a fan. I do it for some level of avoiding rust or seeing if I like a concept, but it's not something I really enjoy. I have to agree. I don't like looking at the grid style map. I like my map to have like color and like bushes and, you know, walls and stuff like that. So you lose a little bit of that. And then also you're looking at like, um, like a little avatar version of your character instead of the actual 3d sculpt. And that's the main reason I'm in, I play hero clicks is because I've got these little statuettes that I move around. Yeah, totally. Vigilante Collectible said, I did it once over video by Skype. Sometimes that might be your only option. I'd love to play an app version. And then he says, I'm going to totally butcher this, if uh, Carcassone, Carcassoni, or whatever, gets an app, why not Heroclix? Well, we we had apps, but uh, they were for the Tab app figures, which were too expensive in the first place. And now the apps aren't supported anymore, so they won't run on any devices that they used to run on. Yeah. The apps also, for the most part, weren't even, like, Heroclix related. They were just, like, mini games that you could have your figure for. 
The, they were super weird. I tried playing them, and it was like the Captain America. You would like tap, 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 and like throw the shield. And like, this isn't, this is not Heroclix. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, this is just like a kind of a mindless oh, app, really. <clears throat> you don't just like roll as many dice as you can as quickly as you can, and then like add up the total and be like, did I hit? Did I hit? <laughs> no, it's, that's totally it's, Heroclix. <laughs> sadly, sadly, that is that is not it. Uh, and the last one is. Uh, he says pronunciation. Uh, so is I said like I size or something FX last time. Uh, he says it's is is FX. So I'm gonna turn is is into was was FX. I know it's not that. But that's how I'm gonna say it because it's funny. Uh, I've played online a couple ways, and it's okay to for playtesting or if you just haven't been able to get out. But I just don't think any substitutes for the experience of face to face interaction and actually waiting for the dice to hit or miss. I 100% agree with that. Obviously. Uh, online is totally just used as a way to maybe sharpen up or do whatever for your hero clicks skills but seriously nothing i I would probably quit playing the game if my only choice was to ever play online and like physically no physical copy exists of the game you can only play online that would really suck and i would really really only want to actually play where it's like yeah look at my team full of captain americas look at them in their splendid glory you know like this is how we're playing boys let's roll roll that shape change already you know that that is a great feel for the game and not to mention, like, most people that are playing online also are only looking to, like, test out competitive stuff for the most part. Or, like, you know, right. either they're looking to test it out or they're, you know, something like that. So 90% of the time, if someone's looking for a match online, they're looking for a 300-point modern match. And that's just not, like, what I'm normally trying to build to. And so it's like... It's like uh, I don't I don't really like kick back my feet and be like I'm gonna relax with a nice 300 point modern with ID cards and equipment and colossal retaliators. Don't mind if I do, you know, and have a nice iced tea with that. No. Uh, Jacob Weaver says not the same. And then last but not least, Sherry Savannah Anderson says, "Is there a way to play online?" And there's actually several. Um, so there is Roll20. There is, if you go on HC Realms, you can do the play-by-post, which is um, just like honor system. You you like write down where you're putting like the person on the grid, and then you write down what you rolled and stuff like that. Um, I've never tried it on Roll or on the HC Realms, but I've read through like some people's posts, like who have had games going for a long time. And it's interesting, but not really my kind of thing. It's like people 100, 150 years ago playing chess by mail. Yeah. Oh, yikes. That chess by mail seems so much worse, but like still thinking about waiting for someone to post and like honor system roll just seems so... It, the, the snail's pace it would get to me, I think. That's well, wild. I've made... I've had games where I've made like back-to-back like eight super senses in a roll. <laughs> like I can't imagine doing it on HC Realms and being like like have to send like the fifth message and be like, Yeah, I made super senses made roll super again. Senses. And they're just like, No, it's impossible. <laughs> I don't believe Uh, I feel that. 
I feel though, and that yeah, that wraps up everything for the community Tuesday's question. If you want to have, go ahead and have your answers read on the show whenever we post every Tuesday. Go ahead and answer the community Tuesday's question. And if you notice all these fancy titles like Vigilante, Citizen, Superfan, all this other really cool stuff, if you go ahead and join the Dial Your Heroes Patreon as low as one dollar a month, you're not only entered into our raffle, and of course higher tiers get you more rewards, but you will go ahead and get your official Dial H rank. You'll start as a citizen, and then as you donate to the podcast, not just a flat out whatever i give 50 dollars a month so i'm instantaneously a superman right away that totally works but if you give one dollar for the course of over nine months and you get over to the next rank which is vigilante so you have a way to level up your name in the in your name and rank in the podcast which is really cool so go ahead and if you want to support us go ahead and jump on the dial h for hero clicks patreon moving on to another part in community we have jedi legends hero clicks tip of the week you don't want to sell me death sticks. I don't want to sell you death sticks. You want to go home and rethink your life. I want to go home and rethink my life. Jedi Legend goes, and then he says, Pass rules. Now, the ever-popular ATA, additional team ability, all people must be assigned the ATA and must pay the points for it. You can't leave anyone out. Take care when totaling those points. So, just going over it. This would super mess me up. I just thought, yeah, yeah, Avengers team, throw on that little four-point Avengers TA, really cool. It's four points for each character assigned to it, so make sure you add it for each character who has that named keyword or generic keyword that is uh, eligible for the ATA. Huge thing to remember. If you don't know what ATAs are, there's an entire tab for them in the Unix session, or check them out. And you also may have some old mighty figures and you're just like what the heck is this This isn't a feat it's like a feat card but it's not that's an ata you may also notice these of course are on printed cards i believe like world's finest and iron man had atas printed on their cards uh what do you guys think about this tip and what are your favorite atas to use well you said an important uh word to modify that is eligible so what jedi legend said was that all the characters have to have it all the characters with the keyword for the ETA have to have it. And to play an ETA, you have to have a theme team. But, so let's say you're playing an X-Men theme team, but you've got Wolverine on the team and he has the Alpha Flight keyword. You can play an Alpha Flight ATA and only Wolverine would get that ATA. Uh, right. So it wouldn't be for your entire team. Your team qualifies as a theme team. That lets you play the ATA but since Wolverine's the only alpha on the team, he only he would get that ATA, and you only have to pay for that ATA the one time. <clears throat> so it's an important distinction there, I think. Right on. Yeah, I had actually when I back when I did use ATAs, <clears throat> I would actually do that on purpose. I'd build like a theme with like one keyword, and then use an ATA of a different keyword, so I didn't have to pay the point cost for you know all my guys that were just there for perplex or like all of like, you know, like my 12 guys on the team, I only had to pay it for like the three that I really wanted to have it. Um, my favorite ATA is the animal keyword ATA. It gives you, I can't remember. I think it's at the beginning of the turn, you roll a D six and depending on what you roll, you get to ignore stealth and shape change that turn for anyone that has the ATA on them. And that's pretty big for animal keyword. Um, they don't always have battle fury, so that's, and they almost never see through hindering. So the few times that you do get to pull it off in a match, it seems pretty cool. Uh, the animal key, uh, animal ATA is also interesting because it's one of the very few generic keyword ATAs. 
uh, almost every other ATA uh, does require a named keyword. So there's Animal. I think Ruler has an ATA. Uh, I believe Robot. I, I'm like 90% sure Maybe Robot. robot. I, I don't remember. Um, as part of the the podcast I do, I cover a couple of uh, team abilities or alternate team abilities uh, each episode. And so... You know, I do I do watch out for that kind of stuff, but you know, you get like uh, the Fantastic Four team ability, you know, which no longer exists. But there was also a Fantastic Four ATA, which would you would use that instead of the FF team ability. Um, and I think it let you remove tokens instead of healing, something like that. I, I don't remember offhand. Um, Is there a Squadron Supreme one that let you play like all the primes together? Yeah, yeah, because you normally it, couldn't. Yeah, uh, enough people complained about not being able to play their Squadron Supreme figures together because they were only ever released as primes, at least in the last few years, that Whiskies was like, fine, play the ATA, you can use them together. I think it was even a zero-point ATA. Um, so it didn't even cost to use it. You could play a team of primes. <clears throat> nice. Uh, yeah, double-checking, the reprogramming one was mostly for Sentinels. It did have the robot keyword, but their name had to include Sentinels. Uh, that's what I was thinking of, but yeah, it's basically a Sentinel ATA. Boy, it's just too bad. There are so few Sentinels in Modern. I know. Well, actually, when that came out, it was not very useful, and now all of a sudden, there's just a million Sentinels. That's, uh, how, that's my... what I keep telling people about Mastermind, yeah. or ma- not uh, Master Mold. Um, keep saying like how much I want to play Master Mold now, and they're like, why? And I was like... Because back when he came out, there was literally only like two different types of sentinels that he could bring in, and they were not good. And like now, there's all these cool sentinels I can bring in. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, probably my favorite ATA was original Sinister Six, and I would play that on a zombie theme team. But I've had like Electro or Green Goblin or something on it. Uh, they had the Sinister Six team or whatever the keyword. So I could, you know, add to my zombie team. Also, a great one was the Brotherhood of Mutants one, which could give that zombie Magneto willpower, which is a really cool ATA. If you just, like, specifically want to make one guy, like, better. Yeah, making zombies better or whatever. I know it's super lame, but that's the way to do it, in my opinion. (laughs) So, yeah. That is going to be all for us in community. Before we close out the show, before I read us out, I want Jeff to go ahead and shout out a few more things. You mentioned your podcast. I love it. I really like HeroClix 201. It's a really oh, thank cool you. podcast. I, I, won't, I won't just praise it. You obviously know so much more about it, so go ahead, give us a pitch for it, and go ahead and shout it out to the world. So HeroClix 201 is my HeroClix history podcast, where every episode I cover a specific set and talk about some of the notable figures from that set. I'm still back in the REV era, so you had three versions of every character, but I only talk about one version. So every every episode, I talk about a rookie figure, an experienced figure, a veteran figure, unique, LE. And then I talk about uh, bystander tokens. I talk about other game elements that aren't in play anymore, like battlefield conditions and feats um, in a few months i'll start uh working in event dials once those uh actually you know once i get actually get to a set that has them uh i did recently start a segment with id cards because there are so many id cards it's going to take me forever to get them through and we actually do have retired id cards at this point and then i finish every episode by taking a character that either hasn't been clicked in a long time or has never been clicked and i make up a card and dial for them 
And that's probably my favorite part of the episode is just getting creative and making these new things. And what's kind of funny is some of the ones that I've covered on the show uh, have either now been clicked or are coming up. So like I did uh, just a couple months ago, I did random from X factor. Now we have a random figure. Uh, uh, one of the earlier ones I did was the Dr. Strange villain nightmare. Well, now we have nightmare coming up in an OP kit. So it's, it's kind of cool to see that, you know, they're not using my ideas at all, but they also at least thought, yeah, this character needs to be a Heroclix figure and they're doing it. So, uh, I, you know, I love doing that part of it, especially. And unfortunately for me, I don't have a lot of silent time to record. Uh, I have a one year old in my house half the week and the other half of the week, you know, I'm still got the rest of my family. So, uh, I'm behind on my recording. I have the newest episode written. I just need a chance to sit down and record it. Okay, right on. Well, I absolutely implore everybody to go ahead and check that out. I wasn't playing from the <clears throat> earlier days of Heroclix, so I think it, I find it absolutely fascinating uh, to learn about older figures and sets that I just wasn't around for. So I really, I really do think that is really awesome. And if that is all for us, I'm going to go ahead and say you guys can find Dial H for Heroclix at podbean.com. You can find us on Twitter at Dial H4. That's the number four Heroclix. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash Dial H for Heroclix. Find us on iTunes, YouTube. Our email is Dial H for Heroclix at gmail.com. We, of course, have a Patreon. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Uh, this has been episode 279. I'm glad we all got to look at Star Trek, look at DC, play some Bad Samaritan. And that is all for us. Simeon, if you want to go ahead and read us out of here, we can go home. Oh, and speaking of Calder loving Star Trek, yeah. Dial H for yeah. Heroclix is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, like all those new Star Trek figs that I'm sure that they'll have the latest singles and sealed products of. So check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Happy trails. Thanks for listening, everyone.